This is Stimulus. Hello, my friends. Hope you're well. Rob Orman here with a Stimulus Thursday thump. This one, October 21st. 2021, 10-21-21 has has a level of symmetry to it. Something came up a few episodes ago that has gotten a a surprising amount of traction and conversation amongst the listenership that I want to dig a little deeper into. And that is the pillars of your work self, or the way you look at it, the corners around which you frame your work identity. And what undergirds this podcast episode was something that was frankly a side conversation in stimulus number 55, Too Much on My Plate, where Christina Shenvi and I spoke about the pillars upon which I build my work life. I mean, really my life life. And for full disclosure, before we get into any of that, you know, I'll get into all this high-minded stuff. I want to be totally forthright here. I spent most of my career without any of this, you know? These kind of, oh, man, here, here are the pillars which buoy me up. I was just trying to survive. I was just trying to get through each shift. And looking back, when I was a brand new attending, my pillars, I guess you could say, were don't get fired, don't get sued, don't kill anyone. I guess there were a lot of don'ts, as it turns out. And then mid-career, when I was working in a shop where I was continually overwhelmed, it was really, I mean, some of you probably heard me say this, uh, try not to get an ulcer from the stress I felt driving into work. Actually, I was a little bit burnt out at the time. But, you know, I mean, I, I just really didn't think about this stuff. And, and another goal was getting out of the hospital without spending four hours on my chart so I could see my kids and, and along with my wife, being financial providers for our family. But then as life quieted down, we had more stability. Then, then I took the time to really think about this. So I don't want to make it seem like, you know, I was like attuned to this for even the majority of my clinical career. It was after, it was really years of self-reflection. All right, let's get to the conversation with Christina for reference. So here it is, about a minute and a half clip. And that actually set me down this road over, it was really several months of trying to figure out what are the things that are important to me in life and work? And so I came up with four things. I love these. I love these. I definitely want to want to steal some of these. Well, yeah, you can have them. Yeah. <laughs> what are the important foundations in my life? And number one is to spark joy. Spark joy in the lives of others. And whether that was seeing a patient, which is hard, you know, in the emergency department, whether that is with my family, whether that is with myself, spark joy. Be present. Be present as much as possible. And whether that, you know, a lot of meditation, but bringing that awareness out into the rest of my life, be present with my family, even goes to, in my office, there's these big glass doors. And if ever a kid knocks on that, no matter what I'm doing, unless it's, you know, something that's, I can't, can't wait, pause what I'm doing, because being present there, that is a top priority, being present. So spark joy, be present, be of service. And that's one thing I see with this is I, with this show is I want to be of service to the community of listeners and facilitate awesomeness. That's just kind of like this general, I don't know. (laughs) If you listen to the new 
stimulus intro, which you actually haven't heard yet because it's uh, kind of post-dates when we're recording the show. It's kind of like, yes, that's just like awesome. <laughs> so since this aired, several of you have reached out and said that you are, have been reflecting on your own pillars. And so I want to put this out there for everyone to, to give this at least a little bit of thought or a lot of thought if you haven't already, because building or having a solid why for what you invest so much of your time in, actually for what you invested so much of your life in, makes the experience just that much more fulfilling. I mean, this is cognitive reframing 101. Now, of course, I'm by no means the first person to talk about this. You need to go back thousands of years for that. But personally, when this really struck me, where I took some time to think about it. Why am I doing this? Why am I in this workplace? Rather than just going in, grinding it out and trying to survive, and turning that around was from a conversation I had with Dr. Jamie Hope. Now she is an emergency physician in Michigan and she was feeling burnt to a crisp. I mean, the burnout of burnouts. She was on the top of the podium. I mean, work sucked. And she thought, why am I even here? Why am I doing this? Well, the answer to that question changed everything and made her experience at work completely different. So so that's kind of the four corners I put around the frame of my career. So I'm a public safety officer. I'm a resuscitationist. I am a diagnostician and I am a patient advocate. And this doesn't mean that every shift is magically rainbows and sparkles because, I mean, we all still have shitty days, but to, that's how I see my job and my role. And it makes it feel like I'm doing something useful. And we know that in terms of job satisfaction, feeling like you're doing something that actually makes a difference is so huge. We'll put a link to the full episode of Jamie's interview in the show notes if you haven't heard it already. but. When you think about this stuff, you know, like who you, who you are in your work life, those are things that are probably not going to stay the same throughout your career. You know, they may change as you change. They may change as your job and your priorities change. For example, you might start with some very heady stuff, but there might come a time when it's very utilitarian, like this job gives me the means to support my family. I'm the provider of my family, whatever. To that point, you know, we had the clip in the beginning where I was talking about like now, what are the things that are the pillars of my career and life? And when I was in clinical practice, I had four of them, teacher, student, healer, listener. And within each of those was a subcategory or an aspect. For example, student, always learning, seeking to learn and working toward mastery of the craft, both cognitively and manually. For example, I was about 15 years post-residency. I took a suturing course from a plastic surgeon. I mean, I don't know, probably done thousands of lacerations by then, super complex ones, but this is somebody, and this guy was younger than me. He clearly had stuff to teach me, and there was frankly no skill or knowledge that I had, which was complete. So student. And then teacher, first and foremost, a teacher for my patients. But then, as most of you know, that grew into teaching other clinicians and listener. And I wanted to be the doctor who listened. Now, part of that, frankly, was 
that I wanted to be seen that way. Like, you know, people's like, oh yeah, you know, you're the, you're the, you're the doc I want. Yeah, I want you to be my primary care doc. And I was like, oh yeah, that's so nice of you. But I also just wanted to have better relationships with my patients. And frankly, it was somewhat fear-based. You know, I wanted to not anchor. I didn't want to have early closure, which are two deadly traps in medicine. And I thought, you know, that's just what a good doctor does, listens to the patient. And then healer. That was when I thought, okay, what, what am I really doing here if I take the whole picture? A healer. Healer, listener, teacher, student. And it's not like these things go away. They're still part of who I am. They're, you know, like, like mindsets that get baked in. And now that my career has changed, my pillars have changed. I no longer work in the emergency department. Actually, we are going to talk about ending a clinical career in our next episode. But now I work only with other physicians and clinicians as an educator and a coach. And the stuff I just mentioned, teacher, student, healer, listener, I mean, it's, it's still there, but I reassessed and recalibrated. Now it is spark joy, facilitate awesomeness, be of service, be present. So that's just my stuff. Maybe it will trigger or help you unearth some idea of your own. Then how do you do this? You know, how do you, how do you, how do you think of these things? Well, you know, it, it takes time. It takes reflection, maybe some journaling or meditation or walking in the forest or sitting on a nice sunny day. I don't know. I mean, whatever is the space where you have some mental flow and ease in your thinking and can honestly ask and answer this question. And really only you know the answer to this. And frankly, the answer itself only is important and matters to you. It doesn't matter what anyone else thinks about it. Like say you're a physician. It's a practicing physician, you know, maybe it's to ease suffering or to be wealthy or to be a badass or like Jamie said, to be a resuscitationist or a diagnostician or seen by society as someone important or to be compassionate or organized, an effective communicator. I don't know. It doesn't matter to me. It doesn't matter to anyone else. It matters if it gives you a sense of purpose in what you're doing. So when you do this, let me know how it goes. Until the next time, my friends, be well and keep on rocking.